<laughs> Hello, I'm Pete Can, laughter leader, positive thinker, and entrepreneur. And you're listening to Laughter and Positivity with Pete, where each week I'll bring you tips and tricks to lead a happier, more positive life. Ready? Let's go. Today, I'm very, very honored to have James Goff who is an ex-Team GB athlete for rowing. Um, and for the past six years, he's run an online mastermind for busy professional men looking to reach their physical peak, helping now over 750 high performers to do just that. Welcome, James. How are you? Very well, thank you. Thank you very much for having me on. Looking forward to this. Good, good, good. So, so James, I'm, I, I'd be silly not to ask um, ex-Team GB. Should we, should we go there? For sure, for sure. You have to rewind a little bit uh, back to 2012, 2013, when I was coming, well, actually the start of university, um, and I was sort of headhunted for being, well, I'm six foot six, for those who don't know me. I'm ginger, and I'm a bit heavy. So uh, <laughs> headhunted into basically uh, what was called GB start. So they looked to basically bring in athletes who have got potential. They're not rowers of any, any dynamic, but they look for basically your sort of potential um, and then make you into rowers, shall we say. So that's what happened. First year uni, I got drafted out, uh, headhunted for it, and then basically found myself training full-time, pushing towards where we got to eventually 2015, just before the Olympics in 2016, where I actually lost my funding. There were glandular fever, streptococcus in O, Lyme's disease, which left me bed-bound for over a year. And I'm sure we'll probably cover that later on in the call. But basically, yeah, I was training full-time as an athlete, pushing towards only one goal in mind, which was an Olympic gold wrapped around my neck that was it for me that was everything and so so how long um i sorry i didn't catch how long you were actually training from when you got headhunted up to yeah that. so from from 2012 uh through to 2015 full time three sessions a day um 365 just 24 7 it was everything um full in at it um got into a position where rise up the ranks quickly into a position where it became more of a reality um but uh, soon, basically, was not back with everything that we just discussed there, unfortunately. Um, the model, shall we say, is a numbers game. They're, you know, I'm just another number in the ecosystem of trying to generate gold medals, right? I'm just another number. That's all it is. It's a numbers game. You either make or break. Um, it's, as most people can probably uh, appreciate, it's, you know, it's huge for just getting gold, gold medals and funding for Olympic teams and everything else. So it's, you know, we were just another number. And unfortunately, my immune system, you know, broke, simply being uh, it's a lot of volume on the nervous system. And that sort of gave me the fuel and the knowledge and the information for me to go and then assist my own business with JG Physique and helping high performers who are typically quite stressed out with business and being a business owner and everything else and utilize that so my failings could actually help those in the future. Um, so one door closes, another door opens. That's how I view it in my journey for sure. Okay, so so you like I say you were doing you were training three times a day. It was twenty four seven. That was your life completely. And you know, surely you didn't just switch from that to starting a business. You must have gone through something at that time. Yeah, I mean, through to twenty fifteen, that was actually when I birthed my my company, JG Physique. At the time, a very very small consulting company, just with meal plans, diet plans. It was just along the long side whilst I was training full time. You know. Being a full-time athlete, as I'm sure pretty people are aware of, like especially Olympic sports, there's no funding in it. There's no money in it. 
Um, it's just, you know, I had to get something alongside and that's why I created that. And lo and behold, like later on down the line, it grew and grew into where we are right now, where it's, you know, got quite huge. But, um, you know, back then, yeah, you're right. It's at the time it was, you know, I'd lost my funding. I was bed bound for over a year with glandular fever, streptolysis, you know, scratching my head, wondering what the hell I was going to do next. You know, um, we spoke about this before we hopped on Pete, didn't we? Like how I was staring at the same four walls for over a year and that really took its toll on my mental health. And I'm pretty open speaking about it. I picked up pretty bad anxiety and depression from it. You know, no job, career, no career, pulled out of university early to train full time, didn't finish my degree, wondering what the hell I was going to do next. You know, Uh, a young man with nothing. I was thinking, oh God, what's going on here? And that was quite daunting. And it was a really, really dark time of my life. And we'll probably dive into that. But it, I, I, I'm kind of blessed it did. Because I, I honestly believe the people who are so strong mentally are the people who have been through the worst of it. And they're forced to adapt and grow from their mind. And that was a big thing for me. That I was forced into a position where I had to understand that I had to start training my mind like I was training like my muscles for them to grow. And I started understanding that. And I, every single day moving forward there, I trained and trained and trained to a position where I was able to come out the other side and recollect my life, really, and get back on track. Um, yeah. So so what would you say was the, I suppose, the instigator? Because obviously if you were, like you say, bed-bound, you were staring at the yeah. same four walls, obviously that, that, that yeah. whole headspace where I, I can imagine what that was like um, to a point. But there must have been something that, like, did someone say something to you? Did someone put a book in your hand? Did someone... But what was the spark? The spark that, what, put me into a bit of a negative lull? Is that what you mean? No, no, what got, what got, got you... Got me out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Out. Okay, yeah, for sure. What, what got me out was under, understanding and accepting that one door had now fully closed. And it was right for me to actually draw a line under it, accept it, and move on to the next thing. And that was me rediscovering another passion I had, which was bodybuilding. It was rediscovering that and helping the coaching side of things that I'd already started to get results in 2015, even though it was part-time on the side. I understood I was really passionate about that. And I, I always saw loads of people being really successful online. And I thought, you know, oh, it's, they've got really lucky getting to that position. And I always thought, oh, imagine if I could ever get somewhere like that. And I was never really thinking that far ahead. But, you know, I was thinking about, okay, how can I learn from where, what situation I find myself in now, fried up completely, nervous system fried, illnesses left, right and center. How can I fail forward from this? How can I help people prevent themselves from going into this position and help potentially business owners and busy professionals reach their physical peak and learn from the lessons I have so they wouldn't make the same mistakes I make? And that's how I sort of channeled it into looking at my friends who were going into corporate jobs and running their own businesses. And I knew they needed to get into their physical peak, but I knew full well they couldn't handle the sheer amount of velocity and volume that I was going for as a full-time athlete. So I, I hatched a plan together. I put those things, systems into place and I started to build my blueprint. And over the years, it's just grown and grown and grown. And for those of you who know me and what we do, we, we punch out results every week now. And we've gotten to a position where in 2020, where it's, it's amazing. We help hundreds and hundreds of people, uh, business owners typically rediscover their prime. Perfect. And so it was a kickstarter for me, really. Just accepting and drawing a line under it and then thinking, okay, I've got to focus and hurl myself into this new project. And for those who know me, I'm, I'm an all-in guy. You know, whatever it is, I'll go all in on it. So it was for me, it was understanding, okay, the dream's dead, it's gone. 
funding's gone. It's not going to become a reality. I fell out of love with it as well. And it was the right, right time for me, as hard as it was, to accept. And I think that's a really hard thing, acceptance of, first and foremost, accepting the dream's not going to happen. But essentially, secondly, accepting that I've got an illness, a mental illness that I needed to solve and sort out for me to actually move forward. And, you know, I can be honest, there were periods of time where being denied. I was like, oh, it's just, you've got to man up, right? You've just got to man up. But I deep down knew that, you know, as soon as I actually stood up and said, look, I need help here. As soon as I get help, as soon as I start growing, moving forward. And looking back, telling an 18-year-old James again, just don't care what other people think about it. Just, just do you, get, get help and move forward. So did you, did you seek help then? Yeah, so it was actually... In that year, um, we part of the Team GB setup. They had obviously the psychologists. We had a team for psychologists and psychology, everything in there. It was fantastic. It had all the support systems ever. And it got to a point where you know, even even with like you know the back end, you know, of me sort of you know getting ill, I started to get anxiety and depression. I actually went to him before you know that was actually when the illness was going about, and I was sort of hanging around the scene, hoping I was going to get better coming back into training, but we didn't really know how severe the illnesses were. So I was sort of holding around, trying to come back to training too early. And it was just, I was just shooting myself in the foot every time. And it was just playing on my mind. And eventually I went and spoke to him. I said, listen, I've got to speak to you. This is, this is what's going on. I actually broke down in front of him. I still remember the day I was sitting in front of him. It was in Nottingham home pier point. Still remember it. Um, and it was like a weight off my shoulders. It was like I've made the first step to overcoming something that I've been battling and, you know, that demon within me that's been just fighting me, sapping my energy more than you'll ever believe. I'm <laughs> looking back at it, how really stress and anxiety really does break down your energy profile. But that was the biggest move for me. I still remember it today. And then just from there, I, I still remember him saying today, he's like, listen, like you built your physique, your body and everything else because you train hard, right? You've got to train your mind. And if you neglect your mind, it's going to get weak. You've got to train it as well. And that really hit home back then. And I was still a kid back then. I was just a boy, you know. Um, and it really, really resonated with me. And I think that's sort of touched upon about what you do, isn't it, Pete, about like forming these habits, rituals, routines that, you know, keep on top of your mind moving forward, especially with what's going on right now in the world. I think it's so, so important in servicing this. If you, you take it for granted, oh, God, you easily slip very quickly, for sure. So, so you'd say that that having that conversation when he said about looking after your mind, something clicked in your head at that point. Was yeah, I think I think for for the reverse out, it was more. He, I was passed on from him onto another psych team um, where we started to go through CBT, which is like cognitive behavioural therapy and more advanced work, and that was really where a lot of my development started to occur when I actually started to understand things for what they were that were going around in my head a lot more uh, and understanding these intrusive thoughts and anxiety were just intrusive thoughts. They were, that's all they were, but it was my association of them in previous years that would lead to me really just going down the rabbit hole and ultimately hurting myself in the process. Um, it was really from that sort of period of time. It was a guy called James Bickley. Uh, I still remember him today. Incredible guy. I learned so much from him. Even today I, I use a lot of his lessons in my mastermind, you know, um, so, um, yeah, that was a big turning point for sure. And that just made me allow, allow me to put things in a box, you know, and understand things for what they were, um, for sure. Perfect. Perfect. And so, so have you, would you say that you've 
sort of struggled since then obviously starting a business is is stressful in itself and yeah. getting customers and i mean have you have you yeah. dipped back there at any point i think that's a i think that's a big thing that you mentioned there is that we we put so much well i do anyway i don't know what you guys who are listening in right now maybe maybe you can relate to me that you put so much pressure on yourselves to succeed that you put so much stress on yourselves that if you don't quite have a good month or anything else you beat yourself up and as you guys are probably figuring out that I'm very competitive, whatever I do, I'm all in. Um, and for instance, like, you know, full transparency last month, we had our biggest month in our business and this month's been an absolute blind. It's been incredible. We've helped so many people, but it hasn't been quite the same as last month. And the sort of DNI of, I'm like, Oh, I should be doing better. You know, I've, I've set the standard now and everything else. And it's very easy for us to fall into those, you know, patterns again of overthinking, creating anxiety, unnecessary anxiety, but really taking a moment to step back and just accept and have gratitude for how far you've come and seen the bigger picture is what my biggest message in that is look at where I was last year like for instance even last year I was nowhere near where I was today so it's having that step back and even like right now having the opportunity to come on this podcast with you Pete is is almost like an opportunity for me to have gratitude and actually resurface this so I, I appreciate coming on here actually no, so, I just, um, for sure. I, I mean, you said you said gratitude as well, and you know, gratitude is a massive thing. And I think you know, people people that, um, yeah, I mean, daily gratitude is something that I I do perform. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't know what to be grateful for, yeah. but then sometimes you just got to look out the window and go, well, you know what, it's raining, but the the food's getting watered, the plants are getting fed, and I'm grateful for that. And I think it's, um, I mean, do you, do you, so so what sort of daily habits do you have then, James? Yeah, so. I have, as well as all my clients, we, we have these morning routines, rituals, habits, routines, systems we put in place to control the frame, as I like to call it, control the frame for the day. Um, you know, so some things that we do is we have, you know, for instance, our guys, they wake up, they clear their hours, they go on the scale, we collect that reading and they put that in the app that we collect their data on. But then after that, we go through like rituals and affirmations are reaffirming who we are, who we're becoming, where we're moving. That's a big thing for me is start thinking like this individual you want to become. You think, therefore you are. That always resonated with me um, in becoming this individual I want to become. I've got to start operating like this guy. And that's what I do myself as well as all my guys in my mastermind. Um, so that's a huge one. Uh, it's a little thing that I sort of conclude with. And as soon as I've said my affirmations, morning routine's done. I'm off ticking my boxes. I'm off getting my stuff done. It's a nice way to sort of block the day into little pieces so I become a lot more efficient. That's a little thing I do. Um, and then obviously you mentioned about other stuff. So in like an evening anti-stress bedtime routine, I'll put in some meditation just to sort of unplug literally um, from, you know, running a business full time, like all, all screens going and notifications pinging off every single day. I'm sure you, you know what that's like, Pete. I mean, like just unplugging from it all and actually giving yourself some headspace literally to just, you know, unwind and you know, I'm, I'm super, super bad at it, by the way, guys. I, you know, <laughs> the ones who preach the best are the ones who really aren't implementing themselves. I, I'm, I'll put my hands up and say, listen, like, I work stupid hours sometimes and I need to give sometimes give myself more recovery. Um, but we always get caught into, you know, working, later, working on more projects. We're all guilty of it. But controlling the frame is the biggest thing I'll ever say is that we, we get so guilty, don't we? Of Like when we wake up, we roll onto a side, we're straight onto social media and before we know it, we've got a leash sort of tugging us along in the day. We're not actually controlling the frame, are we? We're just going along with emotions. That's a big thing I learned in taking control of this whole frame. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, the thing, what you touched on as well, sort of switching off, um, 
sort of screen time and, and switching the mind off. And I mean, what, um, how are you finding that at the moment with obviously the lockdown and are you finding you're on your screen more than you were before? Being brutally honest, lockdown is no different to how usual life is for me. <laughs> like, um, businesses got busier with lockdown for us, uh, you know, but um, on my day-to-day operations with my business, it's all online anyway. Um, my business is all online, so it's, it's no different. It's more the same, if, if anything. It's exactly the amount of screen time as before, but maybe I'm a little bit more in tune with it now um, in just coming off a little bit earlier, giving myself a little bit more perimeters, just wind down, give myself time um, to just, you know, remove all of this and actually have a working day and then have a recovery time. Previously, I'm bloody awful at it. Like, you know, first year in business, I'd, it'd be ridiculous. Like, you know, I, this is another story, but before actually I went full time in the business, I had a working job as well um, where, you know, I, the business was still in its infancy. So I still had a full-time job as well as trying to run this business at the same time where I got into a position where I was working a full day, uh, full eight-hour day, and then I was pushing my business till midnight and just killing myself, basically. Till a position where the business was just growing, 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 where I, I just had to make a decision of going full-time on it. But I remember those days and how, how easily I could make myself ill again. And that was quite worrying. Yeah, did, did, you not... clock, did you clock that Oh, as God, well? yeah, absolutely. Well, if, if we just... Realize it. So I, I got all the illnesses in 2015 that lost my funding and everything else. And I was back into a new chapter of life where I started to get this job and start building the business. And before I knew it, within an hour, uh, a year, I was already going down that rabbit hole again because I've got these long-term illnesses like Lyme's disease that are easily triggered again if I didn't have my act together and had my switched on. And I took advantage of that. I got complacent and started to go down that hole again. Soon caught myself and saying, listen, like, pull get a grip of this, take control of this. Otherwise you, you're going to put yourself into serious harm. So yeah, like we get carried away, don't we? We always, I think all of us can relate to this. We get carried away on projects and everything else and really having perimeters and controlling your frame is my biggest advice on that. Perfect. Yeah, for sure. Perfect. And then so, so just um, another, just covering, you said that obviously switching off at the yeah. night time is something that, you know, you know, you need to do, yeah. you don't always do it. Um, have you, what sort of tracking or have you got any, any accountability out there where you sure. work? Sure, sure. So well, I have my own app where I collect all my data with my guys every day. And we basically, they have their boxes that they tick every day. They have five boxes. And if they tick the, uh, can I swear on this Pete, or is it filters? I'll, 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 I won't swear. It's called TTFB. It's called tick the beep boxes. You get the idea. Yeah, <laughs> if they tick their beat boxes every day, I get validity. I know what changes to make. So it's just like sleep, morning routines, everything else. We track everything and we hold each other accountable every single day to ensure that they are falling into these routines, optimizing their sleep, energy profile next to everything else. So um, yeah, we have our systems in our app that do that, but also we have an app like Sleep Rate that track our sleep efficiency and sleep duration. So then we log that data into the app and we can just watch that evolve as we move forward. And then we can just intercept at any given time just to stay on top of it moving forward. But um, yeah, for sure, tracking data, data. How can we manage something that isn't measured, right? Mm-hmm. That's so, so key. So, so do you track it yourself personally, though, as in, you know? Yeah. Again, yeah, I'm, trying, can, I'm, I'm trying to yeah. get there, James, because it's just like you, you did say that you something you do struggle with. I'm just wondering who your accountability for buddy for is. Sure. I think that's such a big thing, though. You preach all this to people, and but the accountability yourself, you know, that's a big thing. And all the best coaches need coaches themselves. So, you know, I'm, I'm not afraid of investing in myself as well and actually having a coach to basically hold me accountable. 
uh, which I have on the side. But I'll still collect my data because it's imperative, especially with my prehistoric background of you know illness and everything else. Imperative for me to track that. Um, but yeah, like the biggest message there: investing in yourself, actually having accountability. If you're not, you just you'll lose yourself quickly. You know, the best coaches need coaches themselves, and you'll Definitely. find that for sure. So, so talking about um, sort of coaching, and, and you know, obviously you, you run the um, peak performance. Is that correct? Yeah, the peak performance, performance blueprint. The blueprint, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is also mastermind as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so let's just quickly cover the the, the framework of peak performance blueprint. Sure. That'd be quite nice to listen to. Sure. So, I mean, it's five pillars. If you think of it this way, there's five pillars in our in our mastermind. And if you think of it this way, our our audience that we serve are business owners and busy professionals. And our five pillars are these. The first one is the full body audit. What we do in this is we basically create a roadmap for you. So you get 100% clear on how we transition you from your 1.0 being into this 2.0 being that you want to become. So we put tangible goals and systems in place to ensure we arrive at this destination, period. So we screen our guys. We get crystal clear when they've got scoliosis, muscle imbalances, relative limb length. We get crystal clear on where the limitations are for us to appropriately build for the individual. So we'll see what resources they've got with lockdown. Have they got dumbbells, kettlebells? What have they got at their disposal to appropriately build Moving forward, so we get time-efficient results. That's the key thing here, that one commodity that we don't, we don't get back time. The second pillar is the mindset mastery pillar. And this is what we were just speaking about, Pete, here is that we look at why people binge, why, why do people fall off track, and we remove all the mindset barriers that have held them back in years gone by. So we identify those destructive habits and we remove them. And then we create new rituals, habits, routines, and systems built around their businesses for them to ultimately build a car for them to enter a race. So what we've found is that 99% of business owners and busy professionals keep entering the highway without a vehicle. They get left behind. They fall into this little loop. So we need to go 10 times deeper below the surface level solutions to the root causes of those problems, remove them, build this car, enter the race, and actually sustain this result for the rest of time without ever having to yo-yo ever again. So that's what we do then. We pull our guys into a module site there, video modules and assessments. Third pillar is the peak performance plan. Now, the beautiful thing about this is it's just a science. You know, no nutrition profile and training profile, it's just a science. Manipulating energy balance over an extended period of time whilst enforcing progressive overload through their training regime, they drive a recomposition. That's the beautiful thing about this. It's just a science. We create constant variables, like you, I'm sure you've probably heard me, guys, TTFB, tick the bloody boxes. <laughs> and in doing so, we get validity. And when we have validity, we know what change to make on our guys' programming to create the next drop. It's that simple. That's beautiful. Pillar three, peak performance plan. And pillar four and pillar five, just I'm rambling on here, lifestyle manager report and time audit. So, so key to business owners. What we do is we see where the pockets of time are, where the constraints are, to actually generate a blueprinted approach for the individual at hand. You know, it doesn't matter how much time you have or how busy you are, we need to create a plan to work around it. So we, we work with guys who fly from country to country on business, financial advisors, property investors, property management experts, huge time constraints. And the programming needs to evolve as the business evolves, otherwise they get left behind. So that's really key in making sure that you become high-performing in all walks of life, not just one. So that's our sort of five-pillar framework that's designed for this specific individual, not just anyone. Okay, okay. And then so, and then also, uh, thank you for sharing that, by the way. <laughs> Sorry, <around> the <laughs> that's fine. No, it's all good. It's all good. It's nice to see the passion as well, to be fair. And you can hear the passion in the voice. And, you know, all this comes from being, uh, you know, your, your past ultimately, doesn't 100%. it? And, um, so... The power, like, because again, some people don't know what a mastermind is. So, do you want to just quickly explain yeah. what a mastermind is and the power okay. behind it? 
Yeah, I think I think masterminds are interpreted in, in recent years two different ways. I think you know it's become a, a name to associate for an online course these days, but really a mastermind is a group dynamic where people are bouncing ideas off each other and learning from each other's mistakes and basically failing forward and sharing success and holding each other accountable along the way. So we have a sort of hybrid system in our inverted comma mastermind where it's an online course where they come for assessments and modules that we assess, but more so it's a done-for-you service in holding them accountable in a group dynamic service, if that makes sense. So we have like what's called a Wednesday roundtable where everyone comes in, we review the data, we make any adjustments to create the next drop, and then they're off. And then Sunday, we've got our next coaching call, which is the Sunday strategy assessment. So we're making sure everyone's set up for the week ahead. So we break down the week into a, a little pit stop if that makes sense so we never let our guys go too far away from us <laughs> we don't trust them <laughs> so, <laughs> and in doing so we're holding them accountable and moving forward every single week so it's that group dynamic mastermind where everyone's chiming and learning from each other's you know development um, and journeys so they can accelerate their own journeys and become more time efficient in their process um, that's a big thing for us the put out recomp results at high scale and speed you know a lot of our guys our business owners changing their lives within eight weeks in this process it's perfect and you know you're right with the power of the mastermind it is about the people that you hang around with it's the people that you you know you share share like you say your 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 wins and your losses it's important so um one thing that i'm quite interested in as well with regards to because being you know i've I've been done been to the gym i've done i've been into health trained for marathon um but you know, it, it is quite easy to fall off the, the yeah. side. And I was just wondering, as an overview, when, when, when does that usually happen? Because it must happen with, with people. Like, For, it must sure. Be. For sure. You mentioned it about habits, right? And how, how important habits are. And it's ingraining this habit. You know, I like to use the analogy of a snowball, right, Pete? So if you think of it, we're building our snowball. So when you start entering a new process, and for instance, if we use our five boxes as the analogy here, TTFB, right? We're ticking these boxes. Every single day we tick our boxes and we're moving forward. We start to drop a few pounds. What's happening here is we're adhering, right? And what's happening is the snowball is growing. It's getting bigger and bigger. And as soon as we fall off the path or we stop adhering to the process or we cave in with that destructive habit, what happens is the snowball breaks. It's broken. What happens is we're back to square one again. We've lost all momentum. We're starting at square one again. So if you think of it this way, it's just a game, especially when it comes to your health and fitness journey, recomposition, it's just a science. It's just now a game. You get to choose when you arrive at that finishing zone by building your snowball. As soon as you break it, you're back to square one. You've got to build all these habits again and as soon as you move forward. And we use the analogy of anxiety, right? If you use me as an example of anxiety, every moment where I look for reassurance or I need someone to answer my intrusive thoughts, that was me looking for that reassurance, that short-term drug. As soon as I did that, I was back to square one. The moment I could answer things for myself, I could really build my momentum, my certainty, my confidence, where I wouldn't have to go back and look for reassurance. I'd retrain my mind. It's no different to your health and fitness journey, right? Hopefully this is making sense. This is the analogy I like to use with it in the snowball effect in moving forward. Yeah, no, it makes sense completely. It makes sense. I think that, you know, it's, it, again, you know, it, like I have fallen off the wagon many mm. a time, many a time. It's a, mm. I, I track on a daily basis at the moment um, what am I tracking? Days that I'm vegan, 
miles that I'm running, sure. um, the days that I laugh, and also the amount of day the days of not drinking, and you know they're, they're, they're all going up. There are days where one of them, like for instance, yesterday I wasn't vegan. I, I ate some cheese, like dairy cheese, and it was um, so therefore. <laughs> but I don't. I, what I don't do, I don't go back to zero again. I just sort of go well. I'll go from seven and yeah. just and then seven okay. again. And then because again, I think for me personally. Well, don't get me wrong. If I had like two weeks off, then I'd yeah, have, yeah. yeah, of course you'd have to go back to zero again. It's mm-hmm. like that that you you would be cheating the system big time if you're just like yeah. that. So I think it's just getting hold of it as soon as possible. The sooner you can get hold of it and just understand and appreciate it, it's just like a blip in the road, and you just patch that off and get back on with building a snowball. That's more than fine. It's when that destructive habit really derails you completely. You've got to understand what what's happening there. And really do the groundwork and understand these surface level solutions that you see diet plans, training plans, you know, gym memberships, all of these are surface level. They generate surface level results. If you're looking for long term results and long term longevity and sustaining results, you've got to build this car. You've got to go 10 times deeper and understand, okay, why am I falling off the path? What's triggering me falling off the path? What's the root cause to my problem? And identifying that and then resurfacing and reconstructing you before you enter into recon. That's why so many people go wrong. They just go straight to recon reconstruct yourself first for the duration of the journey ahead and you're going to get sustainable results more time efficient results as well for sure nice that's that's deep mate that's really deep <laughs> yeah <laughs> so so and it's it's all all of this you know that that where the the message that's coming now is this all stuff that you've learned from when you were going through your yeah for sure for yeah. sure. It, it, it all stems back to you know that analogy of reconstructing for sure back to when my dark days were right uh, and me building my own car moving forward and then servicing my car to stay in the position I am and get better, right? Uh, but then again, once again, the moment I get comfortable is the moment I get complacent. I fall into that comfort zone again. So I'm always staying on the top of my toes and always thinking, okay, how can I get better? Don't don't ever get complacent because that's when you fall back into this this lull and that, that rut. So for sure, it's staying on top of it, servicing it, moving forward. But yeah, it stems back 100% to when I first started. And a lot of these analogies that I have are directly related to me overcoming where I was in the past where I am now. So what would you say your, your, if you had a weak link, what would you say? Would you say it was your anxiety? Um, if I had a weak link, um, maybe, maybe if I'm being so transparent right now, maybe validation in success in my business now, maybe, as opposed to me having validation in my athlete career, right? In towards the, um, towards, um, the Olympics, maybe now in the sense, maybe I want so desperately to do well in my business in helping so many people that for instance, like I say, when I have maybe not as quite as good as month as last month, I beat myself up and then maybe that has a negative effect on how I show up and how I treat others in relationships for sure. I mean, like none of us are perfect. We've, we've all got stuff that we can always get better. And that's a beautiful thing about the mind, isn't it? Like, you know, it's an analogy I use. It's like comfort, fear, learning, and growth zone, these four zones, right? And I'm a firm believer of when you go through comfort, fear, learning, and then into your growth zone, you've reached level one. Congratulations. Now you're on to level two. And it's an ever-ending cycle of development. You know, there's so much more that you can further. And we all have chinks in the chain, don't we, uh, where we can get better and stronger. No one's perfect, for sure. 100%. Perfect. So, what, what would you have you got any um, sort of memorable stories? Obviously, you know you've you've helped a lot of yeah. businessmen over the yeah. over the years. So, so are there any like I'd love to hear a couple of stories that really you know resonate and stand out. 
Sure. I mean, if we use one example, if, if business owners tuning in right now, we, we have a guy called Nick Haverly who joined us in what the back end of October, and he was starting off at around uh, 85 kilos. Uh, and six months later, down to an all-time loss of 64 kilos in the shape of his life. But previously, Nick was, you know, was anxious, insecure. It would affect his business and showing up at networking events. He'd wear his baggy waistcoat that covered up his floors. It would affect his relationships and energy drained completely. And this was what Nick was going through. And he was under the firm believer that this whole process was too hard. He tried loads of things in the past, was confused. And as I say, within six months, he went on to seal a nine-figure deal within his business, but more so rediscover his prime, elevate his health, and reach his physical peak at you know approaching 50. Um, another example as well, Terry Blaine, 50 years old, on the other side of the world in Australia. Uh, he's been in our system for eight weeks, and he's gone from, what, um, 95 kilos down into where he is right now at 85, all-time lowest um, in the shape of his life. Abs coming through 50 years old. Um, but also rediscovered his prime age 50 on the other side of the world in Australia. So it's really showing you how doable and how attainable this is when you understand that the whole journey is just a science. There's no fad or gimmick. It's just understanding the science and where you need to be positioned and then building that snowball. Um, Super attainable. Nice, nice. And it sounds like you really like getting into people's minds as well. For sure. I think it's trying to actually serve and understand someone, right? Um, trying to really connect and have that connection with someone. I know like you do, Pete, like the work that you do, I, I always feel connected with what you do. I tune in with your lives and I can see how you're connecting with your audience. And actually that trust is built, and that trust and connection where you become the trusted advisor as opposed to just another product pusher or just another person just spewing information. Um, and when you really understand someone, you can really serve them, can't you? Um, if you're just serving someone on surface level, they're not really serving them. It's just, you know, slapping a Band-Aid on the issue, isn't it? Going a lot deeper, trying to understand it. You know, it's a coin, it's, it's a phrase I coin a lot, is I'm here to listen and serve. Perfect. Perfect. Okay, so who inspires you? Who inspires me? Um, big, big believer of Tony, Tony Robbins, our man Tony. Uh, a lot of his coaching revelations I use in my mastermind. Um, I think he's fantastic. Um, and applying a lot of those principles into my affirmations, I say every morning as well. Um, other inspirations I have, I don't know, maybe my old man, maybe my old man. I think, you know, the relationship I have with my old man is that it's similar to him and his dad. My dad had his first compliment from his dad when his dad was 85. And maybe that's related to why I want to impress my dad so much, you know, um, and get validation from him. Maybe that's a chink in my chain, Pete. Um, but yeah, inspiring to match him because my dad's gone on and done his own thing and he owns three construction companies in the West Midlands and has been really, really successful. And it'd be so, so easy for me to fall into the family business, but I'm just not nuts for construction. It's not my passion. And I said to him, listen, I think it'd be the service if I came and started running your business when you retire. It's just that I'm, I'm not that guy. I don't want to be the guy who sits in daddy's chair and runs the business. I think it's just wrong. Um, I think I... I earn respect from him for that in going and chasing my own thing and being successful in what I do, which is my own passion. I think that's a lot more fulfilling for me as well, create my own thing. But I'd say him as an inspiration as well, because he set the standard for me to go and, you know what, I'll go and try and mimic that and create that for myself as well. For sure. Well, you are creating it though. You're not, you're not trying, mate. You're doing it. For sure. 
You're doing it. And your dad Appreciate is proud. He is proud of you. Yeah, no, he is. Dad, is. Dads is. don't show it, mate. I know that one yeah. as well. I'm not going to go there, but I think this is maybe an off-air job this could be mm. at some point. But, um, yeah. you yeah. know, it, it's 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 one of these things. I think, again, it's the, it's the masculine side of things as well, isn't it? Where, yeah, for sure. You know, we, 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 we try and... In, uh, yeah, make make yeah, make them proud. We want to make them 100%. proud, and, and it, it's hard. It's hard for you to say, you know, to to. It just is. I'm getting yeah. welled up, James. Just thinking of that. <laughs> yeah, no, so, I'm, with um, you. I'm with you. 100%. Perfect, mate. So, um, so what would you say to anybody that was like just think like listening along? I mean, obviously they're listening. They 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 know it's yeah. about positivity. They mm-hmm. know. It's all, yeah. So so what would you say to anyone that is like just thinking, okay, I, I get this. I like what James is saying. I understand mm. the positivity. Where, what would you say the first step for anybody that maybe is starting the journey into sort of positiveness? Okay. Positiveness in maybe making a career for yourself or growing a business or something like that. Maybe if that's the case, really, I know deep down we all have purposes. We all have passions that sort of light us up and just make us tick. Right. And it's a, it's a phrase that we hear all the time. It's like, find something that you're super passionate about. You'll never work a day in your life. And it, it genuinely is true, isn't it? In my business, and I'm sure the same with you, Pete, like, I'm not working. This is just fun for me. I'm just turning up. I'm helping people. I'm genuinely, I'm not slaving away, waiting, oh, it's five o'clock now. I can finish. You know, I just don't think of it that way because I've really found my purpose. I've found my passion. And my biggest advice for everyone is really find that purpose, really dig deep and find that why. I know people throw that around all the time, find your why, but really do understand what that purpose is. And when you really harness that purpose into something that you're super passionate about, that's able to change lives and give value, God, you're going to fly because you'll just find a way and you'll just keep going. You will win 100% if it's just everything to you. Um, and it becomes so fulfilling. You know, this journey I look back on, I was, you know, five years ago, I, I was bed bounds, you know, completely rock bottom. I had nothing. I was, you know, what the hell am I going to do next? But now looking at where I am right now, I can't believe it. It feels like a dream. But, you know, it's been because I've been passionate about something. I found purpose about something. And I've just allowed it to become its thing and it's just going to grow. Because if you're super passionate about something, you'll find a way. You will. Whether that's growing a business to six figures or seven figures or whatever it is, or if it's changing hundreds of people's lives or whatever it is, find that purpose, find that passion. And, you know, I, I can see that with you, Pete. It's like your content. I love your content, I, like the, the laughing stuff. And also when you get on the decks as well, I can see the passion come through you. I think that's why so many people connect with you and actually, you know what, interact with you because you can see you're passionate about it. That's what I'm interested in. That's why I love podcasts like this. And we have our own podcast where we like listening to people's stories and what they've come through because that's what it's all about, really. And I, for sure, yeah. Nice. I ramble on a bit, sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's fine, mate. That's fine. I'll, I'll just cut it to the good passion. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, so look, I'm I'm gonna um I'm gonna finish this with a little bit of laughter, I reckon, just to because uh, I mentioned it at the beginning, and it'd be silly not to not to do um a couple of uh, a couple of exercises just to to okay. sort of see sure. see if we can get there, mate. So um first thing we're gonna do that what's really important is, and this might be hard for you, James, is we're not allowed to talk. Okay. Or you're not allowed to talk. I am. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to take a deep breath in. And. And take another deep breath in. And we're just going to let out a. <laughs> 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 
So the nice thing about laughter is that our bodies don't know the difference between a sort of a real laugh and a fake laugh. So so once we start doing some laughter exercises, that natural laughter will start coming and there's so many positive effects, the endorphins running through the blood and the brain and you're more creative, more productive. I love it. So we're going to just run through the four laughs that we've got. We've all, we've all got these four laughs. So the first one is a he, 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 and that comes from the neck. So if it's a bit of a social laugh. So if you just go... <laughs> perfect and then we've got um the ha 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 and that's one that comes from the um the heart and that gets the blood pumping around the body and that's more of a <laughs> We'll take another deep breath in. We'll hold it. And <sighs> now the fourth laugh is a oh, fourth laugh. I've, I've gone one laugh. Yeah, you might start feeling a little bit, bit lightheaded. Yeah. Again, that, that's all the endorphins starting to flush yeah. the body. And the third laugh is is more of a ho ho ho, and that's coming from the the lungs, and that's getting rid of all the stale oxygen out of the lungs, getting the fresh stuff in. It's moving the diaphragm up and down, which is massaging all those internal organs as well. So it's a really good laugh, and that's where we take a deep breath in, and we go. <laughs> <laughs> perfect and then the fourth and final laugh and this one's uh, this is my personal favorite and this one opens up the mind a bit more and this is where we'd be a bit more childlike and that's where we go You did, mate. How do you feel? How do you I feel? feel good, actually. I feel generally, I feel a bit lighter. I feel a bit more like I've got blood to my head, which is good. I feel like I feel like I've cleared something. I feel like I'm, I've recontrolled the frame. I'm off, ready to go and hit it hard again. Now I feel Perfect. like re-energized. So yeah, I can see the value in it 100. percent Well, I was saying to Pete for those tuning in right now. I, the first time I saw Pete do this, I was like, "What the hell is this?" And then I actually said, "What? Well, give it, give him a chance. Like, do it." Do it. You don't complain until you do it, right? And I was sitting in bed and I started doing it. I was like, okay, I get it. <laughs> it makes sense. I, I get it. I understand what it's done to me now. I understand what it does to people. So I was like, you know what, fair play. And don't, that's the thing. Don't knock it until you try it. There's huge, huge benefits from it. Even uh, So I respect it for sure, 100%. Perfect, perfect. So fi- final question then for you, final thought. Sure. So what, what three things bring you joy? What three things bring me joy? Um, changing lives, number one. Um, my own self-development, my own bodybuilding journey, my own self-development journey in growing myself into reaching my full potential as a human being. That's what I'm super pumped about. And uh, final one, what gives me joy, the final one. If I'm being brutally honest with you, running a business, being successful in business. I don't think many people admit to that because they want to, you know, have the, you know, give, give value sort of thing. But also, you know, I want to be successful. And that gives me joy as well, seeing development in that sense as well, for sure. Perfect, perfect. So if anybody wants to reach out to you, James, where where can they find you? You can find me on Facebook, James Goff. Um, that's where a lot of my stuff is, or JG Physique. 
on Instagram or LinkedIn. Um, just type in jgphysique.com. You'll get an idea for what we do uh, and be cool to connect. But um, thank you so much for having me on board, Pete. I've been loving your content for ages and it's been awesome to get on with you. Um, for those who know Pete, he's a top guy. Uh, who don't, don't know about Pete yet, I'm sure you'll learn soon. But yeah, nice one. Thank you so much for listening to Laughter and Positivity with Pete. To access today's show notes and exclusive content, please head over to petecan.com forward slash podcast. Be sure to tune in next week for your next dose of laughter and positivity. Until then, remember, if Pete can, you can. <laughs>